I'm coming home from work and it's been a stressful day and what do I want to do? Right? Or, I want to eat food. <laughs> or, yeah, I want to eat or I want to go get in a pool or I want to go have a drink or I want to go check out and smoke something or, you know, binge I mean, watch a TV show that's going to distract check me from into my Netflix. day. Oh my gosh, we haven't even mentioned internet really yeah. um, other than pornography. And I'm like, so many of us, the first thing we do is we grab that phone, man, and we're back on social media or checking Ooh, out Pinterest or whatever the thing too. is. And I'm like, golly, where do I go when it hurts? I'm Angela. And I'm Chad. And we discuss issues that couples face in everyday life. Then we set you up to have a conversation with your partner that's designed to bring you closer together. This is the Connecting Couples podcast with the real Emhoffs. Real conversations for a real connection. We are excited to dive into this. This is something we've been thinking about for about a year. We've had lots of people ask about this topic and wanted us to kind of discuss it and think about it. Angela and I really work closely with people who struggle with addiction and struggle with uh, dependency or ways that they cope with life. And, and so, so many people have said, do you guys have anything specifically on the topic of addiction or dependency um, to drugs, alcohol, sex, food, all the stuff? And so we're excited to dive into that and kind of think about it uh, as we get started. Here. This is going to be a whole series, lots of episodes coming. We don't know how many because it's evolving as we continue to talk about it we know oh we got to talk about that too and we got to talk about that too and so we want to just say even from the beginning we hesitated on the title because addiction means so many things somebody immediately could jump to drugs and alcohol somebody immediately will will go to their experience my father was an alcoholic my husband is addicted to pornography whatever those things are that we are we were even thinking what if we called it like unhealthy coping strategies or whatever so in this first episode of our series that we've decided to call addiction, we're just going to break down some of the definitions so that the listener, you out there, the watcher, are going to be able to align with where we're coming from and what specifically we're talking about. Trying to give people words to articulate and align people on the same page, I think, is a huge part of us being able to connect. Still connecting couples, but one thing that gets in the way of that connection is a a competing attachment. We have learned in our line of work, me in a 12-step program, Chad doing residential treatment facility and working with addicts, both of us recognize how hard it is to connect a couple when there is an addiction present. So here we go. Let's dive in. Well, even as you were talking about it, Angela, I'm like, man, it's, it's crazy the amount of words that we could use to define what addiction is. I mean, I was sitting here thinking unhealthy coping strategies that somebody's used to try to get through life and their struggles or habits or hurts or hangups or whatever. I mean, it's like <laughs> yeah. you just keep going and going. And like when you so we say when we say addiction, we're, we're saying something that I think everybody kind of knows, like kind of what that means. But then I think really nobody really knows what that means either. Like there's two sides to that. Yeah, and I want to put a quick disclaimer out. Maybe you're a couple listening and you're like, oh, addiction. Well, since we don't have drugs and alcohol or, you know, any of the big hitters in our relationship, maybe this isn't going to be for us. And I would just say hang out with us for a little while as we discuss really what the root of addiction is, which is finding comfort in other things and how hard it is to go to our partner with our pain and some of the things we use instead. So you might not consider yourself an addict of anything 
And yet there might be some things that you can come away with from this where you recognize something's getting in the way of me being able to connect with my partner in areas of pain and insecurity. Yeah. Well, and so I'll try to put a definition on it just quickly, but I think it's anything that we've turned to, whether that's a a substance or a behavior that we've used to kind of cope with the world to provide comfort or relief from the distress of everyday life. And that could be a behavior or a substance or anything you want to plug into that. Yeah. And the hardest part, I think, is being able to identify that I've used it for that comfort when I don't even acknowledge that comfort is what I needed and I was subconsciously giving myself something I needed and I didn't know I did. Does that make sense? <laughs> for sure. I mean, that, that it completely makes sense because most of us go through our life, go through the world, and we go... I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. We're not paying very much attention. And then we like kind of experience something hard or distress or even celebration, something out of the norm. And then we're like, oh, that's, I need something to deal with that. And then we just do whatever we kind of instinctually or or we've trained ourselves to do. And it's not, this isn't like, oh, I'm a heroin addict. And so I just, I don't know. We don't, it's not what we're talking about. (laughs) But if you are a heroin addict, this is for you also. (laughs) Yeah, you might be, but it's not, that's not, Generally, people don't say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start, I'm going to become some sort of addict. I'm going to use meth every day. Yeah. That's not how any of this starts. No. And I think it's good to keep that in mind as we as we kind of go forward. It's not, it's not that somebody just says, oh, well, I have a hard day, so I'm going to drink or whatever. Uh, a lot of times people do drink after they've had a hard day, but they don't connect the two. Yeah. They don't connect it to like, oh, I have a need inside me that's not being met. So if we go back to even the most basic definition for our addiction series, it's going to be addiction. And I want to reiterate what you said. You said it was a pattern of behavior, something you're doing, or a substance, something you're turning to, could be drugs, could be alcohol, that at some point provided comfort and relief, maybe a moderate amount, and that was okay. And then it got to a point where it was no longer beneficial for the individual or for the couple. You know, we see this a lot in the pursue-withdraw cycle. We've talked about this before, that those strategies, when we did that whole last series, the last one we did on pursuers and withdrawers, and we talked about the very good things that come from a withdrawer, the yeah. very good things that come from a pursuer that have rewarded those strategies in certain areas are also the very strategies that hurt our relationship when we need to connect. And so same thing applies here. You might have come up with something that relieves a little bit of comfort. Like I think about, uh, and Chad and I throughout this entire series are going to bring our own experiences to the table as well. But I think about something as simple as Advil or sleep aid that I've needed or that I had needed for quite some time. I got to where I was struggling sleeping, where I have restless leg syndrome and I have some other things that I just thought, oh, I'll just take sleep aid. Oh, I'll take a little bit of Advil. And that went from a little bit to now I'm taking it every night and now I can't even sleep if I don't have it. It got to the point where I started to go, this isn't healthy for me and I need to make an adjustment here. It didn't start out with, I'm going to take this every day indefinitely. It started with, I need to get through tonight and hey, who's going to who's gonna judge me for a couple of Advil or a little bit of sleep aid? I bet a whole bunch of our listeners take sleep aid and Advil and I'm not judging you or anything. What I'm right, saying right. is that sometimes we can do something that provides the relief or the comfort we need and then we can, it can easily slide into 
how did this get out of hand? Or how am I now dependent on this? Or how is this now hurting me from possibly being healthier or having a healthier connection? Right. And I, I mean, I think that's, you know, when we're talking about like, we're talking about levels of things. So like, you're talking about Advil and sleep aid, and that's probably a pretty low level the most thought. basic yeah. yeah but or, or a, dig, a pattern whatever not you even gonna call really it. call yeah. it an addiction but but i mean as you kind of move up the chain of that you start thinking about like well where where do i find relief where do i find comfort and if you're someone who struggles with an addiction or a dependence on something it's like it's not hard to think about well if it's a hard day what do i do and it's not hard to think about well people have told me that's a problem this thing that i do and so i'm like there are clear indicators most of the time for people that struggle with, uh, I don't know, I want to say big addiction that, that are obvious, right? But most people I know that struggle or hide their addictions and, and maybe you're um, a functioning alcoholic, they've found ways to kind of get through the world, get through life. Yeah. And it's not that they think, man, I don't want to do this. I mean, they probably know that, hey, I don't like the outcomes of some of the things. But most of the time it's that, man, I just do this and it's what I like and it seems to work. But at some point, these things that we turn to cause pain. Yeah. They cause they cause our life not to work so well. Yeah. That's another indicator that maybe, you know, beyond sleep aid, right? It's like my doctor says I should change something yeah. or my wife or my friends, they all have noticed like that I do this thing that causes pain. And so and I think that's a huge thing. If someone has said to you, hey, you might drink too much or something happens where you start to question a behavior that you hadn't questioned before or yeah. a use of something you hadn't questioned before. I read an article, an article popped up in my news feed on my social media that was like study shows, long term sleep aid, uh, possibly increases chances of dementia and Alzheimer's. And I already have a history of that in my family. And I panicked. I was like, <laughs> I got to stop cold turkey. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I take it for a reason. Yeah. Because I can't sleep. And what yep. is it going to take for me? And maybe it's like withdraws. That first week of not, not having sleep aid was yeah. a really hard time. Yeah. Well, until I'm, I exhausted myself and just passed out. I think that's what I'm, that's what I'm like. I'm trying to help us connect to a yeah. little bit is this idea that like nobody starts out thinking, I know what I'll do. I'll use meth for 20 <laughs> years or whatever. It's like, it's like, oh, I need to work a little more. I need to stay up a little longer. I need to, or you know what? It's been a hard week and I'm going to come home and I'm going to just check out. I just need to take nobody it easy for a little starts bit. Yeah. going to the most excessive place with whatever the relief or the comfort is. Right. We always start with just a little bit. And that just little bit grows. It reminds me of my friend. He's like, just a taste, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> just a little just bit. A, how about a little taste? You know, it's like, but we all start there. When our daughter was giving up her pacifier and she was like, I just want a couple of sucks on it to make myself feel better. I'm like, oh my goodness, my little <laughs> struggle little, is real. <laughs> my little addict yeah. giving up something that she found comfort in. For sure. And so in my head, I'm just going, nobody is is asking anybody as we're doing this series we're not saying like just quit no or give it up or white knuckle it or because we know that would be crazy for somebody to do if they don't have another way to to, to handle pain to yeah. handle their struggle to handle life the addiction process is something that gets ingrained it kind of gets hardwired into our brains and this is the place that we kind of say i like this drug or this thing maybe more than even my spouse or other people yeah. because it always worked 
Now, it may not be working currently for you, but the fact that it always worked, man, it, it's so easy to go to a drug or a drink or food or a pornography or, or something that I can just know is there and know that it will provide even just a moment of relief, especially for people that are deep in addiction. It's not like they, they experience hours and hours of comfort from this thing anymore. Most people that are in addiction are just trying to maintain some level of normalcy in their life. And so we are not sitting here saying, stop everything right now. Yeah. We're saying, man, let's understand this thing together. The things that you do, the struggles you're in, they make sense. And we're not trying to give anyone a hard time about what they do for comfort. Yeah, It, it saddens me because they're caught in their own trap. This thing that kind of worked at one point has now taken over their life and they don't you don't have a way to get out. And, and every attempt to get out generally leads back to the same place, which is maddening, not just for a spouse, but for the person struggling with the addiction. How could you not think that there's something messy or broken? Some of the episodes that are coming, we're gonna lay out some more definitions like dependency and codependency, addiction and sobriety, what it looks like um, to have a coping mechanism that our culture accepts versus a coping strategy that is frowned upon or produces shame. And we're gonna get to those. But where we kind of wanna start just with this very first episode, once we talk about an addiction and why we actually even go to the substance or the behavior, which is for comfort or relief, we've gotta talk about comfort. We've got to be able to say, what do I, even if I'm going to call myself a healthy person, what do I go to for comfort and when do I need that comfort? So that's what we really want to talk about a little bit in this first episode. The very basic thing that a baby does, I mean, it is the very first thing that a baby does is it cries, it calls out for a response to comfort it in what what was just a traumatic experience a birth for everyone you know or right? whatever yeah. and so from basically our very first breath as a little human we say i need i need comfort i Help. need a response yeah. and yeah. then somewhere right and it's hard everybody has a different spot or repeated pattern of um, experiences in a family of origin or in the system you grew up in that then tells you what is acceptable to ask for for comfort and what possibly is not going to get responded to. And so just like we learn these withdraw and pursue patterns, we also learn, and part of them, they're really similar. They're tied. Yeah. Yeah. Part of them is that we've learned how to identify our pain or dismiss it altogether how to know when we need comfort, if we're even allowed to ask for comfort. And so we want to take just a few more minutes in this first episode to really get you to start thinking about when when do I need comfort? Is that even a phrase that we consider? I mean, I think we're... I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm saying we do, but I'm like, I don't think most people think about like, oh, I need comfort. The funny part, though, is I think we're a culture that wants to be comfortable all the time. Yeah, I mean, we do all kinds (laughs) of things to... keep ourselves safe and keep ourselves out of pain. So we uh, live comfortable lives. So we are building comfort into our lives. We do it all the time. I mean, even like I'm coming home from work and it's been a stressful day and what do I want to do? Right. Or eat food. (laughs) Yeah. I want to eat or I want to go get in a pool or I want to go have a drink or I want to go 
check out and smoke something or, you know, binge I mean, watch a TV show that's going to distract check me from into my Netflix. day. Oh my gosh. We haven't even mentioned internet really. Yeah. Um, other than pornography. I'm like so many of us, the first thing we do is we grab that phone, man. And we're back on social media or checking Ooh, out Pinterest or whatever the thing too. is. And I'm like, golly, where do I go when it's, when it hurts? Yeah. That's the question I think that is a little bit easier to ask than where do I go for comfort? Right. I don't often think of my phone as comfort, but I, I do think, oh, if I just want to check out for, oh, I'm tired. Let me just check into something else. You just said, where do I go when it hurts? And I even want to say that might be a stretch because I might think, oh, it's not that it hurts. It's that I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Where do I go when it's just too much, too yeah. much pain, too much hurt, too much stuff, excess? For me, a lot of that numbing and and if I'm thinking about wanting to go to a TV show or wanting to scroll through my social media or wanting to go to my fridge and get some, you know, some fix that's going to make me feel good, it's usually because I feel overwhelmed or I feel anxious. Yeah. And there's just this tiny little bit of uh, a distraction that takes me away from that. Yeah. That as I'm saying it, I'm like, man, this is a, a, a an epic problem in our culture. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say epidemic. And I'm like, it I, is it, both. <laughs> it's epic and epidemic. I mean, the way that we, and epidemic. I, man, I'll tell you what, the way that we get told by society and marketing to, to rate ourselves, to value ourselves or to comfort ourselves, golly, it just sucks. It's like, oh, if you have the next new car or if you have the next food item or if you have the next beverage or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the thing, like everybody says this next yeah. thing is going to be the thing that's going to make you feel better. Or, yeah. And it, it's just, it's a really consumptive kind of attitude towards comfort. It's like yeah. the next thing will make me feel a little better. And I'm like, the, the next thing probably isn't going to make you feel better. Yeah. I was even going to say, this is going to throw a wrench in all of it because I'm adding, we have so many episodes we could do in this, but there's one that I think too, especially in the culture where we live right now in our little community and our faith community, we have a lot of people who actually then go to faith or spirituality or moralism. But I've seen that be unhealthy Man. where they're not really even connected to you know using their higher power yeah, yeah. or using yeah. god as the salvation or the comfort in our pain it's that i'm going to outperform and so that will be one of the episodes as well all that to say you can hear we have a lot to talk about we're really excited about it we want to just start with the concept of comfort and when do you know that you need it? So that brings us to our very first Connect Point. The Connect Point is designed to help you have a different conversation about how you experience your relationship. Small adjustments lead to big change over time. Take some time to practice with us now. So right now, we want you to take that time and ask yourself, when I feel that overwhelmed, anxious feeling, when, I'm, when life has been a lot. Too much too much. What is the external source of comfort that I find myself going to? Now you might, because you've been listening to our podcast and we appreciate that you have already know that it's beneficial to take that pain to your partner. And so we love that. If that's an answer, I'm learning to take it to my partner. Great. What we really want you to do though, is think outside of that relationship. Are there other tendencies that you might have? And your brain might quickly go, yeah, I know five or hmm, let me think, what are they? 
What is it that you find yourself doing that possibly checks you out of that anxiety or basically numbs it or is a distraction? Or you might in your mind even have a a secret thing you go to. Maybe your partner doesn't know. We're not saying bring that up just yet. We just want you to internally identify, hmm, can I know when I need the comfort and what is the thing that I tend to go to? Thanks so much for listening to us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, one of the best things you can do for us is to share it with another couple that you think could benefit from it. You can rate us and give us a review on your listening platform, and you can follow us on our Facebook page, The Real Emhoffs. If you want to support our nonprofit that makes resources available for couples, you can check out the Ways to Give tab on our website, therealemhoffs.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to message or email us with ideas you might like us to talk about or the ways that our ConnectPoint conversations are impacting your relationship. Thanks Thanks again. again.